You've probably heard it all before, but this time, let Dr. Lanker connect the dots in a way that makes the Christian faith come alive. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Lanker, and I'm here to help you connect the dots. As a pastor and professor for the last 30 years, I want to help you not only understand the Christian faith, but to make it a transformative part of your everyday experience. Join me as we connect the dots. Well, if you've been following along with us for the past couple episodes, you've been engaged in a pretty large question. The question is, can you be saved, have eternal life in heaven, enter the kingdom of God, and not be a disciple? Well, we've just finished kind of bringing together this concept of salvation, have seen that salvation is a little bit bigger than what we first imagined it to be. And with that first step into this question, we might need to look a little more deeply into the concept of eternal life in heaven. In fact, I'm going to suggest that because the concept is so large, we're going to need to break it up into two parts. One is going to be understanding eternal life better, and then the second will be understanding heaven better, and then bringing those two together. So when I ask that question of what is eternal life, what probably comes to your mind and same that it came to my mind growing up is that eternal life is being able to be with Jesus, being able to walk on streets of gold, being able to have a grand feast, and just life being absolutely incredible. And I I just couldn't wait till the day that I died so that I would be able to experience this eternal life. The problem with looking at eternal life as this future gift that we get to have at some point when we die, is that it just doesn't square very well with what we see in Scripture. In fact, to help you be prepared for what Scripture is going to say here, I just want to go ahead and provide a simple proof. Maybe you came across it in one of your philosophy classes as you were growing up, where A equals B, C equals B, so A and C equal B. And this is what we're going to do with the concept of eternal life. And I'm going to ask us just this first question. What, what is the only thing that is eternal? That's God. God's the only thing that's eternal in this whole entire universe, in all of creation. And now let me ask you the other question. What is the source of all life? Again, that's God. So if we bring those two concepts together and say, what is eternal life? The answer is... God. Not an answer that we're probably familiar with and that we're used to, but the answer that Scripture talks about throughout. One of the first places that it states it just really clearly is in 1 John 1-2 that says this, the, the life was manifested and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us has showed up. This Eternal life that has showed up was Jesus Christ himself that John is referring to. And so essentially what he's saying, if you want to see eternal life, look at Jesus, which is looking at God. Jesus wants to make that point even clearer. So in John's gospel, in John 17, 3, we find the closest to a formula for what eternal life is. When Jesus says this, this is eternal life, that they may know God the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 
eternal life is about knowing God. And, and this is really, really important for us to, to dig into a little bit. A lot of you guys have been blessed with being able to speak another language than English. And if so, your language that you can speak besides English is like almost every other language in the history of mankind. It has two forms of no. One no is about information. The other no is primarily about experience. And that's the same in Greek. In Greek, the word for knowing something informationally is the word oida. And the word for knowing something experientially is the word gnosko. And even though you may not know Greek, I I want you to just take a guess right now. What no is Jesus using in John 17.3? Is eternal life to have information about God or is eternal life to have experience with God? It's experience. He uses the word gnosko here. That's what it means to know God. And if we can know God and have experience with him, then it seems logical that we could have eternal life whenever we have experience. If you're tracking along at this point, this begins to raise some questions about when we do get to experience eternal life. Because most of the time we think of it in the future, but if we could have experience with God today, maybe eternal life is available for us in this moment. And that's what John's going to say in John 5:24 when he quotes Jesus' words saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death and into life. This is hugely insightful for our experience and our understanding of eternal life. If, if God is eternal and he's always available, then the moment that we enter into relationship with him is the moment we enter into life the way that it's supposed to be forever and forever. So how exactly do we enter into this? Is it, is it just like, hey, I experienced God through my singing at church today, or I experienced him in my time of prayer, and therefore I have eternal life. Jesus is a little bit more explicit, and again, this shows up in the Greek words that he uses here. He says first, he who hears my word. The word there is akuo. It means to hear in a way in order to do something about it. So Jesus says, you want eternal life? You want God? You have to listen to my teachings. When I say, forgive your enemies. When I say, pray for those who persecute you. When I say, be still. When I say, whatever it is, and you listen in a way that you're going to act upon my words, that's when you get to experience life with God. And part and parcel with this, connected with this, is not only to hear my words, but to believe him who sent me. That's the word pistis. It means to either believe, to trust, or to have faith. If I was to go ahead and tell you, hey, jump off this cliff into the water, it's going to be super fun. You'll totally love it. You can hear my words. I I can tell you, hey, jump a little bit to the left because to the right there's a rock and it could hurt you pretty badly. Uh, But you listen and you're, you're ready to do so. If you don't trust me, 
If you don't believe that I have your best interests at heart, you're not going to the end, in the end, actually do anything with this. And this is the point Jesus wants to make. Great. I showed up. Great. I gave you the opportunity to enter into relationship with the eternal God because the eternal God showed up in human flesh. Great. I've taught you all that you need to know. And I'm guiding you in the way life is supposed to be. But if you do not trust me, you are not going to have eternal life. You're going to have information about me. You're going to have things that I want you to do. But you're going to be missing out on life itself. That is hugely insightful and something that we need to really grasp if we're going to not only grasp eternal life, but live into it. And that's what we need to talk more about what it means to really live into this eternal life. And that's where we'll turn next. If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you'd like more information, please visit us at drjasonlanker.com. That's D-R-Jason-L-A-N-K-E-R. May you go in the grace of God and may you not just understand the Christian faith, but live it more fully this week.